Yeah, we're waving at the camera. This is Potaholics, and oh, it's it's the Doc Talk podcast with Jenna Burton. And I'm talking quietly because Neve is here in her arms. I don't want to wake her up. James, you don't know the meaning of quiet. <laughs> don't fool anybody. Coming to you from the Epic Podcast Studio right here in the Rolf Hotel downtown Dubai. We're going to talk, well, we had set out to talk about anesthesia. We're going to talk about that another day. Then we thought we're going to talk oncology, which yeah. we I think we should talk. And then I wanted to talk a little bit about cracks on feet and stuff. And yeah. You've got an interesting idea for diversions <laughs> yeah. today. I was all for the oncology. You've decided am, to... You, you try inter- and get your medical ailments in, James? I, that's what that's it is. That's what I do. Yeah, yeah. I try to get consults. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> like it's, but I, you know, the oncology one's kind of interesting because the number of people that I know who've had issues... And it just kind of comes up, right? Like I'm talking to someone and they kind of go, oh yeah, I had to go get these sunspots removed and, and it was benign, so it wasn't an issue. And other people who've had things and melanomas and it's like, whoa, whoa, what are you talking about? And then people who've had breast cancers, stomach cancers, colon cancers, and it just kind of doesn't fit into a conversation. And then you notice something and they go, oh yeah, well, you know, it's, it's weird. Well, it's exceptionally prevalent. And even the other day I was looking for something on my Facebook Messenger from years ago. And as I was going through, I, I came along a load of messages from people that have now passed away. Really? Even really young people. There was a lovely nurse in a hospital in Oldham I used to work with. Great, great, great Oldham. guy in Oldham. Oldham. Yes, Okay, it's so give, us the, give me the location here. Is right. this on the Manchester? Outs- yes, okay. well done, spot on. On the outskirts of Manchester. And actually, it's not even the outskirts. It's no, just, it's, it's, it's not, it's not the city centre. Okay. How do you know Alden? I, you know what? I saw it on a show that I was watching, one of these history shows, because I've never been to that part. A history show on Alden? Yeah, go figure. Alden <laughs> figured into it. Someone came from there. I was like, okay. What do you watch every night time, James? Uh, you know, I'm always trying to be ahead of the curve. <laughs> <laughs> well, well done. You, you identified uh, Alden Hospital, which is where I used to work. And that was back in the day, gosh, in my foundation year. And... Anyway, yeah, really lovely guy, so young. I don't know what type of cancer he had, but I, I saw just recently that he had died and there's now like a memorial to him within the ward yeah. that he worked in. He was there so many years. Other people that have had stomach cancer, other people that have had thyroid cancer, lots of young people tend to get thyroid, uh, thyroid, cancer. thyroid cancer. I know two people actually that are going through treatment at the moment, all within their early 30s. Wow. That's, I mean, because I'm, I'm kind of getting a little older, right? So I'm, I'm sort of hit the 50 mark. And so a lot of people start to manifest some of these things 50 and above. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm meeting a lot of people who I know or friends are here and I'm going, wow, they seem so young. And then someone nudges me and goes, you know, like we're talking, they're, they're in their late 50s, you know. It's like, oh, okay, I guess, which does not make it okay, but it's, you just start <laughs> to notice more things like that. But when you start getting the 30s and people are having cancer scares, it's like, whoa. But even younger, and I think it's probably because we're more in touch with the whole world, aren't we, with with mm. social media and the internet, etc. So there's an awful lot of posts that come through, even on British Mums Dubai or any of the, you know, the community um, forums that, that, that exist of young children that are going yeah. through... Uh, cancer treatments, I find it so, so and what hard. Kind of, what kind of cancers are they? Often often brain tumours is tumors. quite a common one. Um, usually this is someone that has been born with, okay. there's, there's something. There's something there. Yeah, what I mean by that is, it once you reach a certain age, it's usually after about 80, sort of between the 50 and 80 mark is very common to start getting um, 
oncology problems, so like cancers, etc. After the age of 80, you don't even think of it as mm. it's something that might likely is going to be hereditary because you're 80 and the body stops doing things properly, so you're more likely to develop so cancer. What, what, what do you mean it stops doing things properly? So do you know how, how you tend to get a cancer is every cell... Um, produces another cell effectively like with through replication okay. and everyone now knows rna because yeah. of the pfizer vaccine that comes through um however that that's involved in the process of making new cells and every time you make a new cell you have something that codes for the cell and then you have something that checks the cell has been made properly oh, okay and when <laughs> that's, you a really, that's a really good explanation because <laughs> <laughs> oh, normally my explanations are terrible <laughs> no no because of, because when we start thinking about how these things work and you, you, we see the letters. You know, it's RNA, and what's it doing? And people say, "Oh, it's you know, it's a new kind of thing." And oh no, that's not what RNA. No, no, does. but but <laughs> just the, but then people go in to start talking about how cells work and how things. And your your explanation of how cells that's pretty well, good. Well, I'll, I'll tell you now because now I feel like I've got to explain what RNA is. You've got DNA. RNA is the opposite to the DNA, and it becomes a template. So when you make a new DNA, it looks yeah. at the RNA and does the opposite again. So then you've then got a replication of what was the original DNA. That okay. makes sense. Cool. So you've got you've got okay. Let's make the make the correct cell. Let's check the cells been made correctly, and ultimately, if one of those is out of sync, that's how you can then develop the wrong cell, ah. and that cell has the ability to go on to make more and more and more cells that are incorrect, and that's often how you get a cancerous growth. Oh, okay. So it's it's accumulation of cells that aren't meant to be there and they require a blood supply they require food nutrition so your body ends up feeding this okay. this clump of cells that wasn't meant to be there and eventually if it, it carries on and it grows too fast which often happens in younger people that have got cancer it's a faster growing type of cancer it, it then effectively sucks sucks all your nutrition and your Yikes. oxygen to the wrong place okay and, and then that's that's when things go terribly wrong as a child's growing a lot of a lot of cell change happening and then to have these cancers form that's brutal that's why cancer in the young tends to be more aggressive because okay. you your cells are multiplying rapidly as you say you're growing yeah. when you get older not always but often the the cancers are a little bit more lazy mm. because everything everything is slowing down that little yeah. bit and so the cancer doesn't develop quite as quickly and and as i say once you reach the age of 80 say and I, that's just a, a rough mark i yeah. have in my head and what a lot of doctors use is sort of a benchmark once you reach around 80 it's no longer the concern for it to be hereditary cancer because the likelihood is you are more predisposed to getting cancers because your cells are not working as well. They're not duplicating quite as well as yeah. they should do and therefore you're more likely to get something to go wrong and create a cancerous growth. Yeah. So hereditary and non-hereditary cancers. Yes. The hereditary is just what we're talking about, stuff that you know, you're born with and it, 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 it progresses. The non-hereditary ones are the ones that actually you can do something about. Typically, right? Not, no. not quite the case, no. <laughs> it, I mean, if it's hereditary, sometimes you get a heads up on the situation oh, because okay. your parents may uh, have had something. So like breast cancer, in, in yes. a sense, that tends to be hereditary? Um, it's it's a very common one to be hereditary. It doesn't okay. tend to be. It's just it's quite a common one out of the cancers. Mm -hmm. And because, you know, you often see it in, in quite young people, again, it's a little marker, hey, up, this might be um, okay. hereditary cancer. Um, and so what you can do is you can actually get blood tests to check, right. do you have the defaulted genes? Um, so let's say, for instance, my mum and her mum and my mum's sister all had breast cancer. I could say at a young age, I'm going to go and get tested mm. to see, do I have the genes which are more, they don't guarantee I'm going to get cancer, right. but they would predispose me. I'm more likely okay. to get the cancer. And then I, I can make the choice myself 
Do I want to have a double mastectomy? Do I want to go for more regular screening at a younger age? Okay. Uh, or do I just want to see what, what happens and then deal with it and just have a, be more aware of, yeah. of checking my breasts more regularly, etc.? So then people are just equipped with that information to ah. do with what they want to. So in some ways, having hereditary cancer can be helpful. However, obviously, nobody wants to no. know yeah. that they're more likely to get a cancer because it doesn't guarantee they're going to get it yeah. either. Just another thing to have to worry about, right? I think cancer is something that people are always going to worry about. And, and this year, the big C has changed from cancer to COVID. Right. And people are using it as the big C. But however, I think people often panic when they hear cancer. I, and my grandfather was like, like that, you know. Really? Oh, man. As soon as someone said cancer, like I said, he was just like, well, they're gone. You know, and that was his big fear. You know, he's going to the doctor. Okay, we're checking for something and we're going to see. And he's like, don't tell me I got cancer. Don't tell me I got cancer. He was just terrified of cancer. But I mean... Yes, cancer can be bad. And I've worked in a ward, an oncology ward, where it, it, I only saw the bad cases because people yeah. that were admitted were only the ones that had become severely ill and they were often there to either die because they had a complication or the chemotherapy wasn't working well. However, that's a very skewed viewpoint because mm. statistically, so many cancers have got well over 50% success rate. And um, when I say success rate, that means in five years' time, they are still cancer-free after having their initial cancer. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, and, and, and it's not saying that, oh, you've only got five years. That yeah. means that you're kind of considered to be cured from that cancer if you've managed to survive five years after. Breast cancer particularly has got an exceptionally mm. good rate of, I think it's like 80% of uh, survival rate and, and don't forget some people are, pre are presenting to the doctors when it's it, they've already spread and they've got really um, severe metastatic disease if people are doing what they're supposed to and checking themselves and they get tested early no reason why you can't yeah, okay. you can't treat it mm, nice you know and this is this is that whole thing right that we constantly talk about is doing the self-exams yeah. taking the necessary steps in advance to detect things earlier and I think that's something that we all need to educate ourselves on and be aware of. And life gets busy. It's so easy to put it, you know, forget about it. Think, oh, I'll do that. I'll do that soon. Yeah. Or Especially because some of these tests, they're, they're quite invasive. I mean, mm. think about a female smear test or yeah. a male's prostate test examination. It's not something that's yeah. particularly comfortable. It's not something that we want. I mean, I went, I had my postnatal review recently and they said when did you have your last smear test and I thought oh great it was a year ago I won't I, oh, yeah not you just a year had ago. a baby you know and stuff yeah I said oh just before I got pregnant I won't need to I won't need to do it yet and then they said oh okay about a year ago and I thought down so yes I had to have another and it's and it's it's not pleasant and people don't like it but yeah. you've got to think it's the lesser of the two evils so many people avoid them like all these kinds of tests. And and sometimes, I, I mean, I think, you know, I, I, in terms of prostate and stuff, I'm, so, I'm, you know, from a guy's side, those tests have gotten a little bit better. <laughs> well, yeah, and then they continue to improve as well. You, you know, you're not going to do an examination like that unless you absolutely yeah. need to. And it's not like you're getting one every other day. I mean, it's, you know. When was it's, the last it's, time you had your prostate check, James? Been over a year. Yeah, it's over um, a year. It's, it's, you know, and it's one of those, and I, I actually, I was saying to, I was saying to my wife, say, you know what, I got to go for a checkup. I think it's, and it's been way over a year. You should that. go for a well-man checkup anyway, after yeah. you reach 50, I hate to yeah. say it, James, yeah. but you're, um, you're supposed to go and just get checked out anyway. Well, the irony is, you know, so we're here in Dubai. I mean, I have insurance from my employer. My insurance covers one of those complete oh. checkups a year. 
Yeah, you definitely need to take yourself down. You're you know, so lucky to have And likewise for my wife, it covers a checkup for her and it covers a mammogram because she's of the right age as well. Listen to that. Sorry. I bet don't be sorry. That's so, great. We've done so well until now. She's hungry. She's yes, she, well, I was actually thinking that because we started quite late today, <laughs> and I think, oh, I wonder how long I've, I've got in the tank yeah. before she kicks off. That's it. I can, I can imagine. Yeah. That. She's hungry. <laughs> it's like, come on. Do you know it's funny because you talk about we're talking about cancers and obviously prevention. You become so much more aware once you become a parent of yeah. your own health. And yeah. especially when they're young, I'm sure, as they get older, you know, they're self-sufficient, they'll be okay. And obviously, you still want to be there to yeah, yeah. see them get married, see them go through yeah. life, find out what they do with their life. But when they are so little, oh, it's such a horrible feeling. Yeah, I, yeah. I you can't get injured. You can't be sick. You, you know, you get a tingly thing in your throat. It's like, oh, no. Or, you know, you got a pain in your side. And you're kind of going, oh, no, no, no. What's that about? I don't have time to be out of commission. Well, I think I told you the other week I had a really sore throat. And yeah, I was like, that's oh, what you oh. said. And I knew I was getting a cold. It was the oh. weirdest cold I've ever had, actually. But I knew I was getting a cold. And I just thought... I can't, I just don't have time. And luckily it wasn't a bad one in the end. Yeah. Uh, the saucer only lasted two days and then the cold, it wasn't a bad one. But sometimes you can be really out, you feel terrible yeah. with the cold, but there's no time to, you've still no. got to get on with yeah, it. Yeah. You've still got to do the school run. You've still got to do everything else. So yeah, I was, uh, I was just thinking, oh no, please. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to go back to cancer for a second. And one of the cancers that I'm, I'm actually really surprised at how people especially here in a sunny place, tend to be pretty slack with. Yes. And skin cancers. Yeah. And I say this only because we were talking a little bit a little bit ago that, that I was away for a week. We took a staycation week and we went to Abu Dhabi, got our PCR tests and went to several different hotels and enjoyed some, and very different hotels too. It was, it was really, we went desert, we went downtown, we went, you know, sort of resort living and very different experiences, all good, but just very different. And in all of those cases, we end up by the pool. Like that's what my wife and I But do. you look very tanned, yeah, James. Well, we go and sit by the pool. I've got my sun top on. I'm like the only guy at the pool who's wearing a sun top. I got a hat on, I've got glasses on. You know, I'm, I mean, I'm covered and I'm wearing sun, sun protection. So I've, I've made sure I've got my, my, my nose coat on and, and stuff around my face and exposed parts of the skin are covered with sunblock. But I'm the only guy like that. I'm in the pool and I see everyone's out there and, and they're buff and they're, they're trying to show off their pecs, no shirts on, kids, no sun tops on, no hats. I'm just going, are you guys crazy? I guess the thing is, are they wearing sunscreen? And, are, and not just that, are they wearing the appropriate sunscreen Well, that's the well? thing. And then I want, you know, then you're sitting there and you're watching people put on the sunscreen. What's the latest one that everyone loves? These spray bottles? This is the, the, the suntan lotion companies are laughing because they put like in a <laughs> teaspoon of, of sunscreen in there and they charge you 20, 30, 40 dirhams for something that costs, you know, like five cents. So they're, they're laughing. And then the best part is you watch people putting it on. So I, I never buy that stuff. I buy the full lather and I get it all over me and it's like, a full layer and then I let it sit because you got to let it yes you before you temper. jump in the pool yeah you got to let it temper right let it soak in but I see the people spraying and it's and I and I keep think I keep hearing the Jim Crochet song I'm pretty sure it's uh Jim Crochet Hit oh no no it, it's I think it's three dog night you know the great well, you, you have to sing it to us James the the one it goes you don't tug on Superman's cape you don't spit into the wind. <laughs> you don't pull the cap off the old long range range. You don't mess around with Jim. I think that's Wow, the, that now, was but amazing. The, but the thing is, <laughs> spit into the wind. You don't spit into the wind. You oh. don't pee into the wind, right? If you're out But you also don't fire on your suntan lotion into the wind. wind. And I see people doing it and I see them firing and it's like, 
going everywhere except on them. You know, it's not just that. Yes, you're right. It's about how you apply it, how regularly you apply it. Read the back. It will tell you. Usually sunscreen only lasts for two hours. So you should be reapplying it. Sweat factor. Yeah. And not even just that. It's, 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 you know, it just doesn't last. You've Mm. you've got to keep, Mm. you've got to keep reapplying probably even more regularly in theory, theoretically, if you are sweating. You've, as you say, you've got to let it temper. You shouldn't be jumping in the pool straight away. It will give you instructions on the back. Yeah. And also, I hate to say it, but the brand makes a difference too. Yeah. If you've got one that's got um, effectively a physical barrier to the sun, so like a zinc oxide in the back, yeah. that's brilliant. That's, that's, that's the I kind use. of one. That's what yeah. I use. You spend more for that stuff. Yes, of course you do spend more because it's a probably a better quality product. Well, it mm. is. It's certainly better protection from the sun. Yeah. I can't comment on the sprays versus the lotions because it depends <laughs> yeah. on the technology that's used, and I, and I don't know enough about that. I just know you want you want to be covering yourself in it, yeah. and it's a shame, but everyone's just more concerned about trying yeah. to get a tan as quickly as possible. Well, than and then you see the people who are just beat red, and I'll, it's like, oh no, they're going to be in so much pain, and they're just out in the sun getting more sunburn. And I just keep thinking, what about the accumulated skin damage? What about the possibility of melanomas that are are being you're creating that possibility and increasing and in why why do you want to do that and that's gonna that's gonna pop in and you know when you're 40 50 and and so and you've done irreversible skin damage and i mean why why do you want to do that i mean gosh i was the worst when i was younger honestly james i was i was definitely that person that yeah, didn't too. didn't use sunscreen yep. was lying out i've got loads of moles not that people without moles are not at risk it just mm. means that if you have moles that they are more potently you like to change you also um and I, I think because i tanned i thought it was okay but yet you still you are less likely to burn yeah. and uvb which causes burning you know it can cause cancer a little bit more sometimes uh, you know so people that are red or um have got sorry red hair etc yeah. they are more likely to develop skin cancers that that just is a fact but that doesn't mean that somebody with darker skin or somebody that tans is not going to develop a skin cancer so it's, you know, it's, it's up to you to take your own protection, really. Plus, you know, there's so many great fake tans these days. <laughs> I, I I've never done one of those, but who's that guy? Who's the uh, the actor that was really famous for the fake tans? American guy. Can't remember his oh, name. I don't know. Loads of them? James, yeah. one. There's loads? <laughs> I, I was watching, actually, a TED Talk. It's a really good one with this, this fashion model. And she comes out and she does a change on on stage too because she comes out in a little black dress and high pumps and then she turns into a normal person as in flats, puts on a longer skirt. And then she just talks about her modeling career and shows pictures. And how this all fits back is, is she says, hey, I actually probably look pretty good today because I was on a photo shoot yesterday and I had a spray tan. And the spray tan is still on. Yeah. And, but she's just laughing about, you know, how the perception of everything and and it was actually there's a, it's I'll have to send you the link because it's just a great video of her talking about you know she's just got a great life but she says you know she's showing photos of her doing her modeling and she's showing this one and she goes okay well that photo there I'm 16 and she's she's sort of cuddled up to a guy and he's got his hands she's got her hands through her hair and she's got an arched back and she's going so in that photo I'd never had a boyfriend I'd never kissed a boy before and I didn't actually know how I was supposed to be with the boys. So the photographer was saying, okay, arch your back a little bit more, do this, make this kind of face. She's going, I didn't know any of that stuff. But the picture would make her look like she's, you know, whatever. The picture makes her look like she's been out in the sunshine and really she's just been, got a bottle of Samaritz all over her body. I mean, I... (laughs) 
in in uh, in Liverpool, a tan tanorexia is tanorexia. is exceptionally prevalent. Tanorexia, and, uh, yeah, and uh, <laughs> you can actually get unlimited spray tans in certain oh, places. Really? But more scary, actually, is. Obviously, we live in Dubai. They're not needed as much, but there's loads and loads of sunbeds back home. I mean, every street, every village, every little town, they've all got a sunbed shop. And for whatever reason, and I I don't know the science behind it, they are more likely to cause skin cancer as well. And since they were developed, their rates of skin cancer have gone up dramatically. Mm. You just have to look. The the curve goes up quite significantly in the last number of years for skin cancer. So so what's what's the protocol for you and I? We're going to go see our GP should is is there a cancer protocol is there a cancer kind of thing because we're talking oncology you know i i go in and you know they they do some blood they do some this you know they're looking at cholesterol blood pressure i don't know what else they're looking for but is is cancer now one of those things that's also important to be screened for well it is and it depends on the individual cancer and it's very difficult because there's a lot of debate. Do we screen for as many cancers as possible every single year? Yeah. Or do we wait and do more reactive type medicine? Because over-testing is also problematic. Uh, it's yeah. expensive. It can cause a lot of anx- health anxiety that's unnecessary. Right. Also, you can start to then look for something, find something that was never even anything yeah. anyway, but, you know, it's a it's bit... It's very mm, North American, the over-testing. Yeah, yeah, very much an American thing. I know Whereas a European sure. thing is much more, hey, let's wait and see... But you meet American doctors, they were going to get you in for a test. And there's probably a fine line in the middle where it's just right. Yeah. And it's, it's very hard to, to get there. You know, uh, I know so many people, especially here in Dubai, who have pushed and pushed for tests. We sent them off for a CT. There's been no symptoms. They've yeah. had the CT. They've found something that maybe, mm, not sure what this is. It doesn't look like cancer, but we're not sure. Then they have to go for a more invasive test. Ooh. The whole time, their anxiety is absolutely yeah. steaming away. And then eventually you find out that it's absolutely nothing. And and so that that's not ideal either. So for certain cancers, there are protocols such as smear tests, breast cancer, right. prostate so cancer. It's, it's, so it's kind of like a, there's, a, there's kind of like that common big group of things. Yes. And the general rule of thumb is if you find a lump or a bump, you've got unexplained weight loss, you suddenly lose your appetite. Any of those, you go to your GP. And then, okay. and then with further questioning, you could normally find an avenue that's more appropriate to go and test for. Um, especially the, the other one that I've not mentioned, actually. So we've mentioned weight loss, unexplained weight yep. loss. Anorexia, which just means lack of appetite, yep. the, any lump or bump that's that's new or that's changing, and any blood loss anywhere. So, are you coughing up blood? Oh. Are you have you got blood um, PR? So per, um, per rectum. So, are you are you passing blood in your stools? Oh yeah. Okay. Any change in bowel habit as well? Any of that cluster, you go and see yeah. your GP, and then from then on, you have a conversation. You get pointed in the right direction. So, there's all these things that people don't want to do. Like, how many women? How many men want to do a breast exam? And I say men for themselves. I, I was they watching. didn't even think about it. Yeah, you know, and and you know, you're in the shower. Are you are you feeling for lumps? Do you know what to feel for? Are you doing it? I, men don't want to do this, or feeling their testicles or things to see. They don't want to do that. I, I'm I'm wondering if women want to do a self exam either. I'm thinking probably not. And easiest things to do, but I, I we seem so averse to doing that first sort of stage of. The, the, the prevention. You know, if you're, a lot of people used to come and see me just to have a breast exam done. And they said, 
they weren't sure whether they were doing it properly, etc. Yeah. I bring them in, I do it for them, and then I teach them how to do it. Yeah. And I think it's just laziness. Save them 400 dirhams or, <laughs> or whatever, right? Or <laughs> even their insurance you, company. Yeah. And even if you're in the NHS, you're still getting paid as the doctor to do it. It's saving the NHS some money too. The NHS is probably not quite as willing to do okay. this. They, they will do, of course, they will. Yeah. The doctors will do it. But again, it's not just about oh, right, we'll come in here. The okay. theory would be coming here next month and I'll do it for you again. Yeah. I'm NHS trained. It's like, look, I will do it for you this time, of course. I'll do it for you any time that you're, you're really anxious about it. But ideally, I will teach you and you can do it at home right. every yeah. month and do it for yourself. And therefore, then when you are concerned, you can come in and I'll do it again for you and see if there is an area to be concerned yeah. about. And I tell you what, the, the screening program in the UK is really, really excellent for breast cancer. Mm. Even if you are very young you and therefore less likely to have breast cancer you found something that really doesn't feel like it's anything to be concerned about you're taken straight away within the week um, to a clinic and you're you have an ultrasound oh, or okay. an, a, a mammogram whatever is more appropriate depending on age um and and you go from there it, it's very very quick and i do believe that it's very uh, very good here in certain centers i know mm. in particular are very good at dealing with people that have got lumps and bumps in the breasts so we've, we've got the, the exams, we've got the visual checking, you know, your stool sample and that, and, and I, which I think people don't do either. And they want to ignore anything that's going on down there. It's like, <laughs> unless you're James Pike, where you love, I'm always taking, I'm always there. checking out. I was like, Oh, we got, what do we got going on here? It's like <laughs> My favorite is when you text me to tell me what's going on down yeah, there. James. Yeah. Was, and, and change of smell is always a big one. You know, it's like, Oh, hold on. What, what's going on here? What, then I have to sit down for 20 minutes and think, okay, what have I changed in my diet? Is there something here I need to be thinking about? It's terrible. <laughs> I mean, texture, I, change, change of texture. Uh, is this going to be edited out? <laughs> no, I'm leaving this all in. Poor mucus, Dana. mucus. That's a big one. No one wants to that. Think no, that normally means you, you, everyone has mucus, but um, if you have a surplus of it or a sudden change, then it's likely inflammation in the bowel. Uh -huh. the, but there's lots of other areas. Again. We talk about trendy cancers or trendy illnesses. Oh, okay. There's a lot that just aren't really talked about. What about oral cancers? Do people ever open their mouth and have a little look at what's going no. on in there? No. The most common thing is they might find a bit of bleeding and then they maybe take their iPhone, they put the light on, they go and have a little look. But, you know, people just, they don't check Tongue in. cancer. Tongue cancer is a big one. Um, Tongue, throat. Very common in alcoholic, people that have ever abused really? alcohol and also people that smoke. Yeah, because you've got, think about all the, the acid production um, that's going on, that's coming up into the mouth sometimes, and you've got, um, if, if, you, if you have, if you smoke or you drink a lot of alcohol, get a lot of acid in your in your stomach that is created and often creates reflux and sometimes that can right, even come okay. into the mouth. You've also then got, effectively they're both carcinogens that are going yeah. through the, that, that area, so the pharynx. So you can get cancer anywhere within the mouth. So I, I got a question about carcinogens just really quickly. Yeah. So we know that a carcinogen is something that can promote cancer. Yes. Don't you find it weird that when you look at the ingredients of things that have known carcinogens in them, maybe even a small quantity, but maybe not, like cigarettes, like everyone knows that the smoke in a cigarette produces carcinogens. Why would you even go near it? Or some of these food dyes that that in combination with things, and a lot of those have been removed from the market, so they're not around anymore. But they, they in children's things as oh, well. Oh yeah, yeah. Like why why would we even go down that route if there's this remote chance that somewhere along the line it could lead to a cancerous growth in us. Well, look, I, I can speak from experience because I have my addiction, don't I? I've got my Diet Coke. Yeah, and I noticed you're drinking 
club soda today. That's wow. Is that is that good? Is that that's excellent? Having, yeah, thank you. I, I go is, through cases of that stuff. This is my e-cigarette, uh, which I've mentioned <laughs> to you before. So yeah. it's it's not a diet coke, but I get the pop, I get the fizz. Oh, yeah. it's great. That's the it, same for me. I, it, it's got zero calories. It's got nothing in it. It's, well, it's got a bit of salt. Not ideal. Yeah, it's still yeah. got carbon dioxide, which is a debate yeah. can cause osteoporosis really? by the yeah the, the carbon dioxide um, can react with. Calcium in the bone, okay. they believe. Um, that, again, it's a bit of a contentious, contentious yeah. issue um, as to whether it can then cause weakening of the bones. Yeah. So it's not, it's not perfect. It's, it's better than a diet coke. Yeah. And so I, I can speak with with great gusto in saying it's hard because you recognise it's not the right thing. But we talked earlier about how people think it won't happen to me. Yeah, and, that's and huge, I, isn't it? Oh no, it's going to happen to someone else. Yeah, it's and you, one, you in 50, one in fifty thousand. Yeah, I've never won the lottery. I've never been in an accident. It's not going to happen to me. It happens to other people. And that's it. And I think you've lived your life 50, few, few on top years of thinking. 56 this year. I'm 56. I don't believe Can it. Can you is. imagine? I don't 56. believe it. Is. I know. I, that's what I'm like. It's <laughs> crazy. But you've lived all that time yeah. being touch wood relatively healthy. Yeah, yeah. So you've not had a problem. So why would you be able to accept that that's going to happen to you? It's really yeah. hard for people to actually acknowledge that they are vulnerable and likely to get ill. And it's and again, with you, I've just spoken to you numerous times about how it's been having children that has really pushed oh, me yeah. to want to give up yeah. the, the bad stuff. Yeah. So, you know, somebody smokes, they love it. They're addicted. They actually have a physical addiction and a desire. It's what they think about regularly. It's 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 hard. It is hard work, and it's something that people have got to make a very, very conscious effort to try and give up and accept that it not only will this potentially happen to you, but in some people, it, it, smoking, for instance, it does happen to you. It's just when mm. do you die from something else first, yeah. or does it catch up with you in time? I guess it it really becomes thinking about the overall environment that we live in and all these things that we enjoy and what are it, it's it's balance, right? You don't want to give everything up but finding that happy medium. My dad often comments that he would rather live a happy full life yeah. and having some of the things that he enjoys than a really long life. And I think it's just, it's up to you. You've got to make yeah. that decision. And as we've discussed before, you can be the healthiest person alive and walk out on Shakeside Road by accident yeah. or be on in a car crash on Shakeside Road. And that's that's the end of your life. So yeah, you've got to take your pick, pick, pick your poison. Mm. So when we start talking cancers, this becomes... You know, don't worry about some of the stuff, but and don't be paranoid, but do the screenings that are necessary. Do your self-exams. Think a little bit more consciously about some of the things that you're ingesting. And if you're ingesting a lot of diet colas, remember that your aspartames and things in, in large quantities can have impacts. And that's not saying that one or two of these cans a week or, or so is going to be a big issue. Probably not. But if you're drinking a six pack or a 12 pack a day, maybe, but that's the same if you're drinking four pots of coffee a day, right? So. <laughs> but, you, but also if you, if you want to drink all that diet Coke okay. or you want to smoke or you want to consume vast amounts of alcohol, own it so yeah. if you if that's what you want to do and you decide i'd rather take i'm happy to take that risk yeah. that's fine it's your life it's your body you do with it what you want yeah. we're just here to tell you facts that's yeah. all i had an i had an uncle like that he owned it he was a, a smoker he was a chain smoker and he owned it he says well, you know this is what i do and this is me and if i'm gonna have cancer or whatever you know i own it and he did he owned it right up to his last day. Like, this is this is me everyone's given up smoking and not uncle walter 
But let's also <laughs> accept that there's an awful lot of people that don't do these things yeah. are exceptionally healthy. And he wasn't encouraged people to smoke. He was just his thing. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's you know that's fine as long as you as well. You're, you're not doing it in public places and yeah. passing it on to other people. Yeah. But some people get cancer. They even get lung cancer when they they haven't smoked and they it's yeah. just unfortunate. And it's kind of sadly luck of the draw. Yeah. It's and, and what do you do about that? Absolutely nothing. Yeah. There's nothing you can do. It's just some people are going to get it. Some people aren't. I know. I'm, I'm almost circling right back to the start. Clever, and, James. And, and we, when we started talking about this, we started talking about oncology and we started talking about younger kids with more cancers right now, possibly more hereditary cancers. But do, do you think we're just becoming more attuned to cancer now? Or do you think there's just more cancer? Definitely we're diagnosing more cancers because we're testing more people, right, visit their doctors more regularly. But it is it is considered that cancers are on the rise. The other thing that we haven't talked about is stress. So inflammation. Stress leads to cancer? Inflammation. Or it can help? Infl- no, no, definitely. It can, at least cancer. it can lead to cancer. Oh. Inflammation in the body generally is, is a precursor to cancer. It's something that can cause cancer. And we have a lot more inflammation. We, we don't eat raw foods like we used to. We don't mm. eat plain foods. We have things that have been processed. We expose ourselves to the sun more or... We, do, we don't use our sunscreen. It's the fashion yeah. now to, to get a tan. That creates free radicals in the body. Again, things that can cause cancers. There's, you know, I, I, I often blame things like polycystic ovaries to the things that we eat. We eat more sugar, again, causes yeah. free radicals. Um, again, a precursor to cancer. We, we, we effectively abuse ourselves a little bit more than we used to. Mm-hmm. If you think about years ago, there was obviously the stress of, do we have enough food to eat? Do we have our shelter, etc.? But there's su- such a different type of mental stress. I think these days we're, we're not living. I don't believe how we're meant to live, and it's just the stress from. Gosh, you even just have to go on Instagram for a second, and, and it can be stressful for people. Yeah. But we're talking about people not having the time to even just check their own bodies. I mean, how ridiculous is that? Yeah. People don't have the time or the headspace to think. I'll quickly just check my breast. It takes five minutes. We, we, people are just deprived of time, and. That causes stress, and I think people tend that results in people abusing a bit more alcohol as a as a way to try and unwind and relax. People use smoking as a bit of a crutch again yeah, for yeah. stress relief, and yeah, we we just we just don't live how we we're need meant a to reset. Live. We, we need do. a little bit of our, our own personal resets. Just get get things into focus. I think that's happening in some countries. Yeah. You know, people are now starting to think about occupational well-being, mental health. We've talked a lot about yeah. this in the past. And I think that will definitely help. We just need to, like, just take things down a notch a little bit. Yeah. And, and also, there's a big drive now for healthier eating, I think, and not having as much processed foods, and that definitely oh, you, will. You, have you ever been by a food processing plant? You ever driven by one? No, I can't say You I know have. what? You drive by a food processing plant, and I, you know, I, I've been by a few out in, in the East Coast in Canada, the McCain's you know, brothers and the family that the McCain's French fries and all the, you, you know, the green giant stuff. So it's another brand, but you go buy those and you get your frozen peas or your frozen carrots and they're, they smell very nice when you put them in the, the microwave, go buy the processing plant where they process those things. Oh, Horrible smelling. Really? Yeah. You'd think it would smell beautiful. No. But yet no. the, the word on the street is, although there's nothing as good as the real thing, having frozen vegetables yeah. is, 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 it yeah. still gives you nutrients, etc. But yeah, of course, if you eat, it's fresh from the farm. It's going to yeah. be the best of the best. Well, and then there's the places that are making those meals, right? That are coming in the cans and they've got, oh, it's, it's horrible smell. I think a can's maybe a little bit different too. Can, uh, well, in cans, I always go back to the uh, a program, The Nature of Things, Dr. David Suzuki, years ago. It's got to be at least 30 years ago, 25 for sure. And he did a show on plastics. 
and he was talking about uh, phantom pheromones and all these things. And one of the big areas that that he kind of keyed in on was the fact that there's so many plastics and so many things we don't realize they're in. And the yes. linings of cans, tin cans, are lined with plastic. There's a plastic coating on the lining of the interior of a tin can that in the past had been a leaching agent. Now, a lot of that's been fixed. They've done new things. But still, and it just, again, goes back to what we've been talking about. There's just, there's just a lot of chemicals around, yeah. aren't there? There's just loads <laughs> of chemicals. And ultimately, what what predisposes to cancer we've talked a lot about predisposing what is that it basically means that you speed up the cell turnover in your body and therefore if if we do anything faster than doing it slower it's more likely to go wrong so slow down a little bit slow down slow down that's the what's the motto (laughs) in the end of this uh, podcast slow down slow down and you know what that's where we're going to leave it and and i think that's that's what we need to do on our next uh when we meet up again Talk about slowing down. Let's talk about slowing down. We need to we need to get our good friend back in. <laughs> I mean, can I just say this morning has been absolutely horrendous. I know for me. you've been crazy. I've had I've a been crazy, here, crazy morning. I've actually been here slowed down. Yeah. I've been I've been relaxing, and it was funny because you know the the messaging was going back and forth, but it was only after I realized oh. It's, it's, we're supposed to be starting now, that I went and picked up my phone, which is recording, and turned it back on and said, I wonder if Jenna sent any messages. And I'm looking, oh, yeah, she's, oh, there we go. Oh, dear. Yeah, so we're saying slow down. It's, it's very easy to talk about things. I, we appreciate it's harder to do it. So yeah, uh, yeah, there we go. Cool. Well, it's been a lot of fun. And I've been talking so quietly. No, you haven't, James. No, That's look, a she's, lie. She, I've been so quiet. You're going to hear it on the podcast. Neva's sleeping through everything. It's absolutely fantastic. 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 <laughs> Fantactile. Fantastic. Oh, don't worry. I think, by the way, just as a quick note before we finish, I'm yeah. sure I've made up some words today. I, that's good. Just made up words are not? always a good thing. Why not? But don't worry. Someone's going to be truth checking everything we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Jenna Burton, I'm James Pikeway. This is Doc Talk coming to you from the Rove Hotel downtown Dubai in the podcast studio. And look us up on Instagram. Look us up on YouTube, look us up on Podaholics with a K. Just find us all over the place and drop us an email, Podaholics with a K at gmail.com. You got anything you want to say? Share, get in touch. Talk to you again soon. Thank you very much for listening. Share the link. <laughs> <laughs>